Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast with your hosts, Goodnight Punk and Windkiller Inc. This week, we got a meaty community update to break down, and we've hung out enough with the Emperor to decide if he's a bro or a douche canoe. What's up, everybody? This is Goodnight Punk, and welcome back to the 11th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm here always with my friend Wink. What's up, Wink? Oh, not a lot. Just hanging in there. Glad it's Friday, ready for the weekend. How about you? I am also enjoying the weekend. So, I can't... Well, my weekend's been Wednesday to now, so mine's about to end, but I'm happy that yours is about to start. How's that? (laughs) Sounds good. Sweet. Well, we got a lot of good stuff coming out of the pipeline this week. A lot of stuff from Cap Gasp on Reddit. Got a nice, meaty community update, something we've been missing for at least three weeks. So, nice to see that. And then we got some uh, some thoughts on Mr. Palpatine. So, pretty excited to go over all this stuff. Yeah, You've we- got a unique perspective on it, and uh, mine's on the other end, so it'd be nice yep. to get both sides. And we've kind of got the community's thoughts on Palpatine, exactly what people kind of think about him, whether he's overpowered or not. And then we'll kind of give our review on him and then go into some just general arena strategy ideas uh, involving Palpatine, as well as a few other specific characters. Sounds good to me, man. Why don't we start with the community updates that we got today? Sounds good. So... You'll probably listen to this on Saturday or one of the days after that, so you've probably already read it, but there's a lot of good information in here. And one of the ones that really excites me is something that I kind of was calling, not in the right spot, but Wedge is going to the cantina and getting his own cantina node starting next week. I'll be curious to see exactly if he's a, uh, you know, 8, 12, or 10, or 16 energy node i have a feeling he's probably going to be closer to that 16 range but it'll be interesting to see exactly where he ends up being where do you think he'll go seven stages now right now yes i believe so yeah so it'll probably be in probably six or seven that'd be my guess yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking so go along with that they also are adding kit fisto who's been chromium up to now into the cantina so they're putting him in 4F, I believe. So he'll be in 4, stage 4, which I think is 12. Uh, so yeah. they might... I'll try. Yeah. So he's going to 4F. I'm assuming he's a little less it's 10. coveted. 10 energy. Okay, 10, yeah. So he's a little he's a little less coveted. So I'm guessing that Wedge, who's going to be more... Uh, Wanted will probably move up and to one of the higher stages. Yeah, Kit Fisto could be really good for the raids coming up, though, now that they changed him to where he has the harm set potency. So it's going to be nice that people can actually farm him. You won't have to, you know, be a whale or a big spender to actually have him now. Definitely, yeah. That if you ever bought chromiums, you probably have a good chunk of Kit Fisto shards, at least from the beginning of this game. I know he got handed out a lot. I have only bought probably seven and that's probably a lot anyways but i've probably about seven of the eight packs and i have kit fisto at five stars so shouldn't be too hard to to farm him up especially if you bought chromiums before so it'd be nice 
nice little boon for you in the new raid with that potency up. Yep, and those 10 energy, you should be able to farm them fairly quickly. Yeah, and I think Wedge is going to be a lot like the Anakin farm where everyone just goes and snatches him up too because of all the utility that he's gotten since his rework. Yeah. Yeah, especially as a rebel leader. His leader, leader ability is really good. So. And, and given that Biggs is pretty easy to farm, a lot of people may already have him as well. That would definitely throw those two together in a team, and you've already got some synergy, and you, you don't even have to build around Rebels if those two are together. So yep. that's nice. Well, the other thing on the community update kind of was mentioned on Reddit also before the community update came out, but that was that the credit heist is getting a rebalance and they're adding new difficulty tiers. But the most interesting part to this that I think is pretty cool is that they're not spreading the million credits you got before over the new difficulty tiers, but the new difficulty tiers are getting their own credits. So first tier is 150 a piece, second tier is 350 a piece. If they were to bump it up like I'm sure they will for the new tier, I'm guessing probably 500, so maybe you might get another whole million. I yeah, that know. would be awesome. And even if you can only do it one time, just even if we just get an extra 500,000, that would be fantastic. Go along. Yeah, ways. absolutely. Yeah, because they're going to have to bump it up something because the, the highest difficulty tier isn't going to be less than 350 for it, you know? So even yep. if it was 400, you're still getting a lot more credits, so... So did, I think that's pretty awesome. Did you double up on the credit heist this week? Were you one of the people able to get that in? I did. I didn't ever think about it, but someone mentioned it in the guild chat, so I stayed up till midnight, blasted that out, and then went to bed. So I got my two million that day. Yep, I just managed to wake up in the middle of the night and checked it, and it was available again, so I was like, all right, awesome. Not going to complain about that. Um and no, I guess definitely not. there was some bad feedback on this, so it's something that they're going to fix also. They're going to now allow it to run for 24 hours. I can't remember what time zone he said it was going to be based on, but it'll run for a full 24 hours, and there won't be any resets anymore. So that'll be pretty nice. Yeah, they said it was UTC, so wherever that is, that's where it starts and that's where it ends. Cool. Yep. The other thing is, uh, or do you have something else to add? No, no. I was going to go into that sister event. Oh, yeah. Let's do that then. Uh, like they mentioned, there's going to be a sister event to accompany the credit heist. It is going to replace the training droids hunt, which is kind of a relief because it's a big waste of time, I think. I don't, I don't think I've seen anyone that's suffering with training droids at all. So I'll be curious to see exactly what they do there. So it's going to use Scoundrels, and it's going to have the same cycle as the Credit Heist. They didn't necessarily say the same days, but I guess it could be a same day, or it's just going to be that, what, 6 to 12 days, never really known, just kind of pops up randomly. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if they plan to put them on the same day, but it would be nice to not have to search for both of those events just have them show up on the same day yeah well it's nice at least the way they have it set up now that you have the little deal on your screen that kind of tells you that there's an event going on so at least you'll you'll know if they are different days 
Yeah, absolutely. With this new uh, twenty runs twenty four hours, everyone starts at the same time thing though. Those Australians aren't going to be able to warn us anymore. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Everybody will just kind of plop in their lap at the same time. Yep, that's that, but, that'll be good. Yeah, it all works. Uh, so that's pretty thing cool. Is the assault battles? The military might is coming back this week, and it's going to have a new difficulty tier. Um, if I remember correctly, the military might one was the rebel one, correct? Yes, I think so. So that'll be kind of interesting because. I know that last assault battle I kept trying to beat and had hell because I didn't have enough uh, rebels or clones. And, well, now that right after that, I guess I started farming more rebels, got Hoth Rebel Scout farmed up and a few others and finished them. And thankfully it paid off with the Emperor event. And then now the assault battle comes back. So I'll hopefully get my 10 Vader shards and be good to go and try out this new difficulty tier and see what the rewards are for that yeah it's pretty good timing right everyone's farming up these rebels to try to get the emperor and even if they don't make it there's a good chance that you can beat at least the first tier of the assault battle so you're still going to get something out of so if you get the emperor even if you don't get him at seven stars let's say you get him five or six and then this comes up and you can use them straight into that that's like double dipping, and it's kind of nice that they set it up that way, I think. Yeah, I they agree. They weren't like, all right, you guys all just farm rebels. This is a Jawa event. It's like yeah. I f- paused my Jawa farm to do rebels, and now you're busting them back out? Thanks. They're and actually it, we're uh, awarding your time trying to get the Emperor, and now you can get some extra stuff out of it. Yeah, that's really good. And... If I remember correctly, it didn't have a star requirement, correct? Nope, I don't think so. So it was just that, a level. the The guys came out at a certain level, so okay. You wanted to have them at least leveled up to try to do it, but not that yeah. you were uh, gated by stars. So that'll make all those no. people that fell like one character short of getting the emperor. You know, like maybe they have someone. You know, six star halfway to seven, and just not gonna be able to get it finished. At least you'll still be able to use that character in the assault battle. Yep, exactly. Now they did change the tiers, so maybe they changed it to B starred, but the last one wasn't. So I'm assuming this one won't be either. Yeah, that's a good. But point. interesting, interesting comment. There was a uh, post on Reddit about thanking uh, CGEA for tuning the Empire event the way they did so it wasn't too terribly hard and it wasn't too terribly easy so people just saying you know this was actually tuned really well yep. and Cap Gasp had a comment on that that I want to read to you so they were all saying how good it was and this was his comment don't heap the praise on just yet you're going to be calling for my head when you see how hard assault battles are now so <laughs> <laughs> this week we shall see if we want Cap Gaff's heads or not. Yep, that's but a good He's saying point. it's. I'm thinking that he's talking about the new tier difficulty. I'm assuming the other tiers are might be tuned up a little bit for mods, but adding that new tier in there is the one that's supposed to be the most challenging. So yeah, that's I'm, what I think he's talking about. Yep, 
So we'll be talking about that next week, as well as hopefully the both those events we just discussed. And we will also probably be discussing the new daily login character for September. Well, that might be in a couple podcasts, I guess. But um, September start next week. Oh yeah, that's a good September point. September first is Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so, so we can we will at least get a look at him or him or her, whoever it is. So, and it's the Scarif Rebel Pathfinder. Uh, Whatever that means. Exactly. What uh, is Scarif a group? Like, is that a noun? What is that? Is it a adverb? What is a Scarif? That's a fantastic you know? question. I have no idea. Well, you. I'm gonna look it up right now. All right, go for it. Uh, so, something else is, it'll be the character of the month, just like always. So you'll be getting your, uh, however many shards it is. Was it 35? I think, or is it 25? Uh, whatever. The 30. Number, it's 30. Okay. Yeah. So you'll be getting your 30 shards for logging in throughout the month, and then there's a special event all of September, which will allow you to work. To earn one additional shard each day for the character, so that's the part that's interesting to me. That will actually allow people to probably unlock him, assuming it's uh, you know fifty required instead of the eighty, because that would put you around sixty shards. So, but what's the event? You know, how are you running a month-long event that gives you a shard a day? Like, is it a level you have to complete somehow once a day? Like, I, I don't know. This sounds really cool to me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they did something like this with Jawa in the past where you kind of just had to log in or use energy or something and you basically got one sent to your inbox. I don't remember exactly the specifics on it, but they did that in May. I'm not sure for how long. but Huh, I don't remember that. Sounds interesting, though. If you just get it for free for logging in and playing, that's one thing. If they had an actual event, like it says, special event, I don't know, man. Sounds like something cool that they're trying to introduce. Yeah. We'll see what it actually is. And on the topic of Scarif, since it's Scarif Rebel Pathfinder, let me tell you what uh, Wikipedia says. Scarif was a secluded and tropical planet used by the Galactic Empire to house the construction of the first Death Star. So. Okay, cool. There it is. That's the planet where the water is that the stormtroopers are going through and probably where the whole movie Rogue One is taking place. Very exciting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I never knew that. So, learn something new every day. Yep, very awesome. And something else is, it's looks like it's going to be another Rebel, so... That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Here's the thing that I've seen people say, and they're like, oh, new Rogue One character. It's Scarf Rebel Pathfinder. Great. It's like they were on it. They were expecting like a, a named person, I guess. Yeah. But to me, it's like, I'll bet you those will come closer to the movie. Yes. And I think it's cool they're already starting with this. So they might be building up to it, adding one here and there all the way to the movie. Yep. And I just think it's cool that. Now we know for sure that we are getting Rogue One characters, and they're already setting us up for it. So yep, I completely that's pretty agree. sweet. Yeah, it'll be be really cool. And and it's like okay, in the game already, lots of these unnamed characters really aren't that interesting. But there are some that are right, like Hoth Rebel Scout. Yep. Or you know, 
Jawa or certain things, right? This guy is going to be introduced now after they've introduced all these other characters with cool abilities. So I'm willing to bet that he's going to have some some pretty cool stuff in his kit. Yep. We will find so, out soon. Yeah, and that's the last part of the community update was that the new patch hits next week. So we'll have a lot of patch notes and new stuff that probably wasn't even mentioned in the community update to uh, go over next week. So Sounds good. Looking forward to that. Well, the next thing was we posted a poll on Reddit and the uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes forums. Uh, we basically just asked, what do you think of Emperor Palpatine? Uh, there were three different sections on it, and we're kind of going to go through those, give you some percentages, and that'll kind of give you an idea of what the community thinks about him in general. Uh, so on the first part, you could choose well-balanced, overpowered, or underpowered. Uh, we ended up with, what was the total number of responses we had? 151. 151 responses, so pretty good number. And uh, 59.7, almost 60%, said that they thought Emperor Palpatine was well-balanced. 38% said he was overpowered. And only 2.3% said underpowered. So 38% of people haven't unlocked Emperor Palpatine. That's kind of what I got. (laughs) And that's pretty close to the numbers that we got on it last week in the last poll, I think, uh, there was, what, 52 53%, something like that, said that they were going to be able to unlock him at the time. Yep. So that number probably increased a little bit as it went. So, yeah, with people unlocking Rebels throughout the last 10 days, yep. they probably went right up to well-balanced in the 59%. Guessing that's a lot of people that have them. Yep, that was kind of my thoughts. Kind of surprised. Uh, I guess I'm not surprised that... You know, underpowered was 2.3% because he's really not underpowered, in my opinion. Uh, I'm surprised we got 2.3%, to be honest. Yeah, I, I kind of was. Who, th- who thinks that Palpatine is underpowered? Yeah. And what is Coruscant Underworld Police if uh, Palpatine is underpowered? Yeah. yeah no kidding. <laughs> he's just buried <laughs> six feet under. That's where he's at. Well, so what's kind of interesting is. of people say that he's overpowered. But you go to the next part, and the choices were like, neutral, or dislike, and 83.8% of people said they like him. And uh, just under 14% said they were neutral, and there was another 2.3% that said he was underpowered. Or, sorry, dislike, not underpowered. Yeah, so dislike's only 2%. So overall... If I were CGEA looking at this character I just created and introduced with an event that not everyone could do, yep. but eventually can when it comes back, whenever that is, 83% of the people we polled said they like it. So if I were them, I'd be pretty proud of that number. I would be extremely proud, yeah. that's. I, I mean, to cater to that many people and have 83% saying they like it... Uh, that's really impressive, especially for Absolutely. a character that is as powered as he is. And, well, as we're about to get into, like, the synergy and everything. Yeah, I, th- I think they did really well on it. Yeah, because absolutely right. So he's the emperor. He's in all, what, six movies? 
So, well, the first six movies, right? Yeah. And uh, you got to get him right in his power to show how great he is or how powerful he is in the universe. But then on top of that, you don't want to make him just so far out there that no one competes to him. You don't want to make him a Ray, basically. Yeah. (laughs) So... 83% 83% like where he's at, and I'd say that's pretty good. Yep. So what's the next one we got? Well, the next part is the options were right amount of synergy, not enough synergy, or too much synergy. And 81.5% of people said he had the right amount of synergy, and the other 18.4% was split right down the middle, you know, 9.2% on each side of not enough and too much synergy. So I think that's a that's another win for EA. I mean, saying most people saying that he has about the right amount of synergy. Um, I mean, that's, I would think that's kind of what they're shooting for. I I kind of agree. I think he has about the right amount of synergy. I don't think he's you know terribly over synergized or anything. I like that he you know helps Empire and Sith, but he also you know negatively affects the Jedi and. Uh, Rebels, so I was gonna say with the synergy for him, I think it's pretty awesome that uh, he comes in and he makes those really badly underpowered Empire characters decent. You know, you can use a magma trooper. Yeah. So Jerry, good on you. You might actually have a use in a team with Emperor Palpatine because. Now, if you add all that potency from his leader to Magma Trooper, every time he throws his bomb, you're going to take all that turn meter from their whole team. Yep. More than likely. So that makes him extremely useful in that case. Whereas he had decent damage before, but now you're actually getting the full use out of his bomb for turn meter. And he makes a lot of the Empire characters viable again. I agree. Well, uh, since we're talking about Palpatine, let's go into just kind of our review of him and talk about some things we kind of like to do with him. Uh, first, going to have you talk about the event in general, how difficult you think it is, some strategy on beating it, and uh, tell us how far you've gotten so far. All right, so I started out and I got him to five stars pretty quickly. And then I spent about four days and I finally got him to... Sorry, I finally got all my Rebels to six stars. So I had four six stars from the beginning of the event, but Lando I needed to get to six stars. And I got him about four days in. So basically, with six days, over six days, I have not beat Tier 4, or Tier 6. Gosh, I'm just mixing up all kinds of numbers. Basically, the point is, I've had six days to try and beat Tier 6, and it's frustrated me so bad that I waited five days to try it again today. So I spent today, basically what was happening was, I am a level 74 on that account. So everyone's at level 74 gear eight and most of their abilities are up in the six range five or six no eight is a mega and seven you don't need a mega 
Correct. That's right. Yep. Yeah, so most of them are at six or seven on their abilities. Uh, they all have one-star mods because I still haven't gone through and got their mods from the uh, challenges. But they all have one-star mods, and that's where I'm at. I have Akbar lead, Leia, Luke, Lando, and Hoth Rebel Scout. So no Stormtrooper Han to soak up taunts, anything like that. And I have had a hell of a time with this thing. I've gotten him to within a sliver of red on a great RNG run, only for Leia to shoot once instead of two or three times and kill him. And that's where I am now, still just hoping for that perfect RNG to win my six-star, six-tier, and get him to six before the event ends. But with that said, I don't think this is tuned too crazy because at that point, it says 70 plus for tier six and I'm at the 70 plus which means it's challenging for 70 and higher and it definitely is that if I got to tier seven there'd be no way I could do it but I assume all those guys getting tier six in one shot at level 80 that that's because this was tuned lower than level 80 and I'm right in the range where this one is for so I'm not upset with the uh the difficulty but it is probably the most frustrating thing I've tried to do in this game. So, level 80, probably good. At 74, not as easy as it sounds. Well, that's a pretty good analysis. Uh, It's kind of good to know that it's not super easy. I mean, with how good the Emperor seems to be, he should be fairly difficult to get, but still be beatable but still be kind of difficult at the same time so um i assume that's yeah. probably what they're shooting for is uh, your exact thoughts is probably what they want people to think of it yeah i don't at 80 it's probably not going to be like as hard as it as hard as it is for me at 74 but it'll still be challenging so i think that they tuned it right for all levels because five was easy enough at 74 pretty much cakewalk but six is where it really bumped up and when you think about it six and seven stars is where those guys become like really useful so getting up there in in difficulty and in levels and trying to just to get him unlocked is i think it's perfect and a lot of people on reddit agreed yep cool well uh now that you've got the emperor unlocked at five six or seven star whatever you're managed to beat how do you use the guy what do you do with him what mods do you put on him well we're kind of gonna get into that a little bit uh i think we'll go over mods first and then we'll go into some arena teams and just kind of talk some synergy as far as palpatine goes um as as far as uh mods go Mm-hmm. The potency certainly helps. Um, love adding the potency on him. The little plus sign potency mod. Uh, mm-hmm. Speed's nice. The earlier he goes, the better chance he has at stunning a bunch of people. Uh, That's kind of key, too. The, all, the, yeah. all the Palpatines I've played in the rank 20 to 50 range have been kind of squishy. And if they don't go before I do, I can usually burn them down before they even get a turn. So... Yep. Having him go before the other team is pretty important, I think. Yeah, I agree, because he is. He's pretty easy to beat. Um, 
uh, adding health, whether it's the uh, mod bonus or even it being a plus health mod, that's really useful because of the way his heal works. Uh, you know, just giving him more health that he can actually recover just because of how squishy he is. That's definitely a yeah, plus. Take the squishy into account, and those health bonuses are good for him. Yep, for sure. You can get one of those cross potency mods with the health on a health set. Oh, probably yeah. pretty good off for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, generally you want to go with protection just because it's more hit points total. But with this guy, uh, I've kind of leaned towards going with health, and it seems to be working pretty well. I like to know maybe what other people have done uh maybe yeah, they let works us know on reddit like, it works a lot like the the barris lead right you don't want to give her the potent or protection yes mods because her healing for her leader ability is based on her health so you throw the as many health ones on there as you can get so same thing same type of thing with emperor exactly and another thing i've thought of is for that arrow mod, I think you either want uh, speed, obviously, or accuracy. Especially if you've got very many of those incredibly frustrating evasion teams. Uh, and if it's an old Ben lead or something, you know, if Emperor is the leader, you know, he removes, um, what, like 32% evasion. So mm-hmm. that definitely helps. But even adding the accuracy further yeah helps that add the accuracy on top of the evasion from his leader ability is pretty huge yep so and it's really important i think to stack that shock on players as you go and making sure that that hits them when he shocks them because there's a lot to be said for that two turn stun he does if they're shocked oh yeah for sure and that's a game changer even just using the shock on, you know, if you get him to go early before, like, a Royal Guard or Stormtrooper Han, throw that shock on him, and it makes a world of difference. You know, it, it definitely buy you a little bit of time and well, what make I learned from kill. the actual event is that if you throw that on Leia, she has no chance because she's AI's probably going to try to pop the stealth anyway, and she won't get it. So that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. You can just burn her down all day. Yep. So if you're Emperor's fast enough, faster than Leia, you can get that shock on her and she will not go stealth. So all that added damage from her is gone. Yeah. Very interesting. Good thinking there. Yeah. Well, like I said, he's been doing it to my Leia all the time in that, that event. So. I'm oh, like, well, yeah. that's a nice uh, preview for the arena there. No kidding. Nice yeah. Well, um, Palpatine's definitely changed the meta as far as the arena goes. You know, we just talked about this uh, last week or the week before, and it's already changed drastically. I got on there, swgoh.gg. If you don't use it, check it out. They have their meta report on there, which is fantastic. Uh, we've kind of already talked about that before, but definitely great site. Yep. Well, if you go in there and look at leaders, uh, if you look at the teams that are ranked, you know, first through tenth in their arena, 
Palpatine was the most common lead at 17%. I Coming thought, in and changing the meta. Yes, big time. That's I was super surprised to see that. Um, I figured he'd be up there, but I did not think he would be the most common. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's it's interesting to me because most of those teams that I've seen are not running straight Empire teams. Some of them don't even have other Empire characters in the team, but they're just using him as lead to get all that extra on him. Yep. So that's that's what I was doing for a while, and it was pretty effective. Um, yeah. And if you look at teams that are ranked one through one hundred, seven percent of them are using him as their lead. And what number is that? What uh, rank is that? Or I'll go look. I cannot remember. So 1 through 10, he is... You said 1 through 10? Or rank uh, 1 through 100? 1 through 100. He is rank 6. Rank 6. So that's six. a pretty big jump. Just above Akbar and Tebow. Yeah, so it kind of seems like if you've got him as the lead, there's definitely a good chance that you're crawling into that you know top 10, top 20 spots and getting those extra crystals. Definitely, because that's the only place I've seen him, to yeah. be honest. Interesting. Of course, I don't really see those lower ranks as much now, but yeah, yeah I've seen a lot of them. Well, and then if we go and look at just being on the team, not necessarily strictly being leader. Uh, teams that are ranked 1st through 10th, uh, Palpatine is on 24% of teams. Dang. That is... That's a lot. Yeah, that's... before Phasma and Lando. Yeah. So... It's... Well, it's so... Uh, We'll go, start from the top and work down as far as that goes. You got Royal Guard, then Rey, then Qui-Gon, then Stormtrooper Han, then Jedi Knight, Anakin, and then Palpatine. So that's that's pretty awesome that he's crawled up that fast. Yeah, he's found his way into the meta real fast. Yep. So, And then, let's see, if we go look at um, 1 through 100, all characters... Uh, again, there's a pretty significant drop. He's on only 9% of those teams. I'm not even going to count the number of guys above him. Uh, yeah, there's a good chunk. Yeah, there's a, there's a pretty good list of people. So, once again, got Palpatine on your team. It seems to give you a pretty big advantage right now in the arena. So, if you got him six or seven star, I'd say use him. And the good thing about him is... Even at five star, I mean, the star levels don't really affect potency. I mean, mm -hmm. really only kind of affects his damage, health, and those sorts of things. So if you can still just get him geared up and get him to go early, throw some potency on him and let him stun people, because that's, you know, the stun and shocker is biggest deals. But if he's a leader and you stun people, he gets a lot of turn meter real quick and he can go again. So you can get a couple turns out of him, even if he's only five star, and be really mm -hmm. effective. Yeah, even if he's not doing damage, but stunning people, get your other guys in there to do his dirty work, and you're good. Yeah, for sure. So, Well, um, the other night, I go into my arena, 
I attacked a little too early. I was in fourth. I attacked first place, beat him, but I left a little too much time, and he knocked me back down to fourth just before rewards came out. I was super sad. Threw away a bunch of crystals. I could have just waited a you know another thirty seconds or so, and I probably would have been fine, but. I didn't, mm-hmm. so lesson learned. <laughs> but later that night, I still had a battle left. So I decided I would just go and try to crawl back into first place. It was a Lando lead with Stormtrooper Han, Anakin, Old Ben, and Palpatine. Uh, at the time, the team I was running was a Poe lead with uh, Ray, Qui-Gon... Um, Stormtrooper Han, Phasma. And I hope that's it, because that's five. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that's right. I <laughs> uh, should have wrote it down, but I forgot. <laughs> uh, so my Poe had 227 speed. So I basically had it set up to where Poe would go early, suck turn meter. All my other characters were pretty fast, so they would all go, and then Stormtrooper Han would... You know, just push everybody up in the rankings for a second turn. Well, against this team, Poe went, and then his Stormtrooper Han went. Uh, his Han had 217 speed with Lando as lead. So, basically, his Stormtrooper Han goes, and then Palpatine stuns. Uh, Anakin does his AoE. Lando does his AoE. Old Ben ability blocks everybody. And I basically got one more attack before he finished me off. I mean, by Lando, you know, shortly after that, did his second AoE and it was over. I, like, I've never had my ass kicked that bad by <laughs> AI in the arena. It was pretty yeah, crazy. that sounds really rough. So that got me to thinking. The uh, Stormtrooper Han speed thing is a, actually a really good idea because... Uh, my thinking with Poe is, you know, trying to, you know, just use that to manipulate your turn meter and basically make all of your tunes faster. Well, the problem with Poe is that there's a chance that he doesn't take the turn meter. Stormtrooper Han, mm-hmm. there's no chance he doesn't give turn meter. So no matter what, right. whenever he taunts, he's giving 30% turn meter. So well, is that on, That's on hit, right? When he gets hit? Or does he just give 30% when he taunts? He gives 30% when he taunts, and then he gives... Then every hit is 20%, uh, I believe. Something like that. Let's... Yeah. You keep talking. I'll look it up for you. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he gives the guaranteed turn meter right off the bat. So, if you have decently fast characters, they're already going basically with the same speed that you have Han. So, if you throw all your speed mods on him, get him as fast as possible allow him to go, move everybody up. The problem with that is, you know, then the entire other team goes before you get another chance to go. But if you have a pretty good strategy for, you know, taking an important character on the opposing team out, it can work really effectively. Uh, Sounds like if you were to put Phasma in there also as the slowest person, that could really be good too. That's pretty interesting because I tried that. Yeah. Uh, that was the first team that I actually tried. I, right after that, I waited until, you know, the next morning. 
woke up. I pulled all my speed mods off Poe. Pulled a lot of mods off various characters and just kind of start reorganizing, thinking about, you know, different ways to order them. Well, I ended up going with an Admiral Akbar lead with Stormtrooper Han, Ray, Palpatine, and Phasma. And I basically set it up so that Stormtrooper Han, his total speed was 232. So there were, I mean, hardly anyone in my arena was would be going before him. Then mm-hmm. I had, you know, Palpatine, Ray, they would get full turn meter on that move. So basically, you know, at 232 speed, you have Han taunting, Ray doing leverage, and Palpatine doing his stun AoE. And then shortly after that, I had it set up to where Admiral Akbar would do Tactical Genius and then Phasma uh, do Fusillade and then immediately turn around and give 50% turn meter to everybody. That was the idea. The mm-hmm. problem was Stormtrooper Han calls in Admiral Akbar. Akbar gains 30% turn meter and it moves him up and then it becomes random because he basically has the same speed as Ram Palpatine. So, it it worked really well. Um, The arena I'm in is super competitive. Uh, I usually get knocked down into the low teens, high 20s throughout the day. And Mm -hmm. this team didn't drop below 12th, you know, after a full day. No, it was really good. I I was super happy with it. Um, But then it... Like, right after, uh, you know, rewards that night, I kind of got knocked back down to 12th. And rather than just kind of letting it see how I would do, I decided to mess with a few things. Because after doing those battles, realizing the way Admiral Akbar worked with Phasma really wasn't all that great. Well, since then, I've been running uh, Palpatine lead. With a Stormtrooper Han with 207 speed, Royal Guard, Qui-Gon, and Rey. Seems to be... And how's that going? It seems to be really good on defense. I think it's a lot more effective than the other team I had. Uh, Obviously not as fast, but Palpatine has the extra potency. He's gaining 20% turn meter for each, you know, debuff that he inflicts. So if he stuns three people, he already has 60% turn meter again, so he can turn around and give somebody shock shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. Royal Guard to give defense up, which Palpatine definitely needs and definitely helps Han. Uh, Qui-Gon's always nice to have because in my arena there's quite a few uh, uh, double tank teams double or tanks. Stormtrooper yeah. Hans and just kind of frustrating things to deal with so he's really nice to have and then Ray obviously for damage um, mm-hmm. but it's it's going really well uh, I'll probably play with it a little bit more this week and we'll kind of see how it continues to hold up but it seems to do great during the day usually when I'd be dropping you know getting beat by two to three people like I may get beat once or twice and I'm only dropping like you know one or two spots maybe so that's a really good sign that it's kind of those just upper tier teams that are able to beat me Uh, now are you using it for every attack are you using it with your last attack just so it's your defense team I use it entirely it's my offense and defense uh and that was the problem I was having with my Admiral Akbar team. 
mm-hmm. it was really good on offense, but it wasn't great. Like, if things didn't work out quite right, it'd be pretty easy for it to get beat. The new team I'm running, I can... I don't really lose battles at all unless I just make a major error or something along those lines. It's a lot more effective on the offense, and it seems to be equally, if not better, on the defense. So we'll see how it holds up, but I'm really happy with it so far. Yeah, that's definitely good because that's the one problem I have with my arena team right now is because it's really great on offense but i know for myself if i saw it i would definitely attack it so because mine is a stormtrooper well phasma lead stormtrooper han ray kaigon and genocean soldier which is i can pretty much beat anyone i go against but yeah for sure i know people are targeting those teams yeah most likely so yeah yeah they're pretty easy to beat you know, when you're on offense. But yeah, that exactly. is nice because you almost never lose battles. But. Yeah, trying to, as long as you, yeah, as long as you keep winning your battles, that's nice. That's what I do now. If you can keep winning your battles and have a decent defense team, then that's that's the goal, right? Yep, for sure. And that leads in, what's your, you've written down here your dream team, and I'm assuming that, they are probably a good defensive team, too, but looking at them. That's kind of the idea. Uh, so, Rebels. Kind of going to be talking about Rebels again, because I kind of think they actually synergize pretty well with Palpatine, oddly. Um, <laughs> if you look at Lando versus Admiral Ackbar's lead, this is kind of... I'm going to lead into what got my idea for my dream team, is... So, Akbar gives the extra attacks and 25 speed. Well, Lando uh, gives 29% crit damage, and he gives 15 speed. That's, you know, to Rebels. Well, uh, the problem with Akbar is, like I stated earlier, that he can kind of call himself in. Uh, Lando, you get a little bit less speed, but he prevents that. So, basically... Mm-hmm. What I would like to do is have a Lando lead with Admiral Akbar, Stormtrooper Han, Palpatine, and then you can kind of mix in a few other characters. Probably the top three that I would lean towards would be IG-88, Rey, or Stormtrooper Han. Or, sorry, not Stormtrooper Han, just Han Solo. Heroic raid Han Solo. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Um, and the idea being with that team is, you know, all your Rebels get a little bit of speed, so you would use the Speed Stormtrooper Han idea so that mm-hmm. he goes early. He basically gives... Gives all the turn meter. Gives all the turn meter to, say, And like I looked Palpatine. it up, by the way. What? It's 30 turn meter, 30% turn, turn meter on taunt, and 20% every time he gets hit. Okay. So, just throwing that out there. Yeah, good to know. And so Stormtrooper Han, have him fast, as fast as possible. Whatever speed mod you got, throw on him. He gets 15 speed from Lando, so he can taunt early and give speed to Palpatine, who can then do his AoE stun. And if you get really specific, you kind of have to do a little bit of math and calculation. I built a spreadsheet to just kind of make things easier on it. But... Mm -hmm. So you'd have Palpatine go, and then 
just one or two speeds slower, have IG-88. Then you would have a little bit slower Akbar, than that, right. Admiral Akbar. Yep. And then... Tactical genius. Lando. I see a lot of people that are running Admiral Akbar with Lando in the arena, but Lando goes before Akbar. If you get Akbar to have one speed higher than Lando, you can run... Or you can do Tactical Genius. Lando goes, does his AoE. Two critical hits. He immediately goes, does his AoE again with, you know, the 100% extra damage. Um, I think that would be a complete pain in the ass to deal with. I haven't seen anyone doing it yet. But I am farming Lando like crazy to try to build that team and just see what it can do. Take uh, a throw on top of that. IG-88 already went, and hopefully he's already ability blocked everyone. Yep. That's a, a rough go for the other team. Yeah, no kidding. And especially and AI if, runs the AoE, AoE, yeah, AoE before his other abilities, right? I'm actually glad you brought that up. That's something else that I try to think about with my arena teams is knowing how the AI uses them. Like, if I'm not exactly sure how the AI uses them, I don't put them in my arena team. Because I want to try to make my arena team operate when the AI is running it, the same way that I would operate it. I mean, it's obviously not targeting the same, but you basically want it to operate the same. That way it's most effective. And that's the thing about the team that I'm talking about is you have a pretty good chance at doing that. And uh, the idea also for having Han Solo in there is, you know, you can send someone off the bat and you could have him get full turn meter, you know, when Stormtrooper Han taunts that way he can use his special to give uh, was it double uh, crit chance just before yep. Lando goes which just helps ensure that you know he gets his second AOE definitely well you'll have to let us know once you get Lando how that team does because I'm sure people will want to know and if someone else out there already has these five guys or any combination of them wants to try it and let us know that'd be pretty sweet yeah on another note that's another talking about the way the ai uses your characters that's a really good thing to know when you're building your arena teams if you want to think about your defense because i grabbed gamorian guard as my first guild shipment character when they first came out because I was just really excited to have a tank. I didn't really have any good tanks at that point. So I'm like, all right, here's a new one. I'm going to try him. Well, I wish I'd known that he uses his exposed move before he taunts because in the arena, if he doesn't taunt first, he really doesn't do what I want him to do. Now he'll do it when I control him, but not so much on defense, right? So knowing what your guys do when the AI uses them is really important as far as defense goes. Yep. And like you said, if they can get your team built with the AI to do what you would do by yourself, that's the perfect way to set up your team. So Yep. So I would say when building your arena team, you know, if you're changing things this week, think about that. Think about how your team operates and getting them to operate the same way the AI would use them and think about the specific speed on your characters. Uh, you know, there are times where there's a... You know, just having one character be one speed faster than another 
can make a huge difference in how effective your team can be. So just kind of think about those things and how guys synergize and, you know, where you want buffs and debuffs to happen specifically. Absolutely. Manipulating that speed and being able to know which one of your characters go in a certain order. And sometimes you can't really guess what the other team's speed is. So they might have guys go in between, which could screw things up. But yep. in the perfect world, you want to set up your team, no matter what the other team is, to go in a specific order. And that's perfect. Good way to do it. Exactly. Help the mo- have the mods to move you around that way. So if anyone gets a chance to try out my dream team here, uh, let us know on Reddit. We will post a link to this podcast on Reddit. Uh, you know, it'll be under, what, episode 11 of the Shattered Order podcast. We'll have it on there. So you want to jump on there, give um, us some feedback, tell us how those teams are working, tell us what you think about the podcast, maybe even go to iTunes and Stitcher, throw in some reviews. That would help us out a lot. And Absolutely. Give us some oh. ratings. Someone's handing me something. Uh-oh. And it uh, appears to be a TMZ report. Um, oh, this should be good. <laughs> this just in, and I, I'm actually not surprised. It would appear that TMZ just broke a picture from Las Vegas of Jerry hanging out with Johnny Manziel. No kidding. It's no joke. Are they burning down the city? What? Pretty much. Two major disappointments hanging out. Who would have thought? Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I just, just want to wipe my hands of this guy. Two, uh, it's ridiculous. Two former Browns quarterbacks, too, if I remember correctly. Yes, we learned that last week. So yeah. two Brown burnouts hanging out in Vegas, just disappointing everyone. That's great. We've spent enough time talking about this. They, It's just sad at this point. Uh, so let's no just doubt. talk about how we will be back next week with information on all the new events, all the major updates that they do next week, and uh, we can leave it at that. And hopefully we won't have to spend any more time on Jerry. Sounds like a great idea. Sounds good to me. So hopefully we'll see you all next week, and uh, enjoy your week. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.